Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Welcome to the new media world. I'm your host, Isabella Russell. And in this show, we talk about inspiration, productivity, motivation, journey, and habits of highly successful new media users. I interview people who live and breathe new media on a daily basis. They share their wise and behind the scenes house. We talk about life, success, failure, food, and even spirituality. In a nutshell, I'm on a journey to finding the mix that creates success. This show is brought to you by New Media Europe Conference. Amazing event for entrepreneurs and I encourage you to check it out at newmediaeurope.com for more information. Today I'm joined by Krishna Day. She is a digital strategy and social media communications speaker, commentator, educator and mentor. She's a judge of several Irish digital marketing awards and developed and leads the Certificate in Social Media Communication for the PR Institute of Ireland. Welcome to our show. Delighted to actually be here. And I've been learning so much from listening to previous episodes. Thank you so much. So Krishna, tell us a little bit more about the work you do. Oh, gosh, the work I do. It was not what I thought I was born to do, but it's wonderful. (laughs) Um, What I do is I actually work with organizations. Very often, they're starting to think about actually how they get more effective communications integrated, both digital and also offline and other traditional media as well. So very often, I'm brought in to an organization because perhaps they're actually looking at what they should do next. And in some cases, I still find that some organizations really haven't got to grips with what they need to be doing in terms of digital and social media. At the other end, though, of things, then sometimes I get invited in to talk to startups, and that's been great as well. So over the last 11 years, when I've been exploring all of these things and learning every day myself, one of the things that I found is that people are at a different stage of that Mm. journey. And I have to say, I learn something new every day. So that's really in terms of the work I do inside of organizations. And as you mentioned before, I've been very fortunate to be invited to to speak at conferences. And I also host a couple of uh, different shows myself. One's a live stream event I do every week and Mm. one happens to be a podcast. And in fact, Isabella, you were kind (laughs) enough to be a guest on our live stream show. That's right. So there is a line that caught my attention um, in what you just said. You said, I'm not doing what I thought I was born to do. So what did you think it was going to be? Or perhaps there is a story you can share there. Oh, there's so many things I'd (laughs) like to have been. 
for a long time, for probably the most of my childhood, I actually wanted to be a doctor. Oh, wow. And that's because my family were in the field of medicine. So my mum happened to meet my dad mm. uh, looking over their operating table, <laughs> over their masks. It's a bit like a Mills and Boone story. Um, and that's how they met. And my mum was, a, nice. a, at the time, neither of them are alive now, but my mum oh. was a, a sister in a, in a, in a theatre, uh, not a, an actress theatre, <laughs> theater, um, but actually an operating theatre. And my dad was a surgeon. Yes. And that's how they met. And oh, wow. really because of that and the place that we were, you know, I spent mm. a lot of time moving around the UK yes. um, when I was little. Um, the people we met and we connected with were often in, in that area. And so I didn't have any idea about what business was <laughs> other than, other than when I actually then I had a, somebody in, I'm so old that when, when I was growing up out of respect, you'd actually say to somebody's, um, who's an adult kind of a friend of the family you'd call them auntie so they weren't real aunties (laughs) yes and it's it's very quirky it doesn't happen in every country but I was brought in the brought up in the UK and that's that we were in you know we also to ask your auntie Margaret something so my (laughs) auntie Margaret happened to have a flower shop so I then got a little bit of experience in terms of when I was 14 working in a flower shop, flower shop and, and uh, worked in a pharmacy. And then I actually, I was just saying to my, my children the other day that I also had a job when I was actually cleaning in a mental hospital, oh, you know, wow. kind of earning some money to get me through college. But none of the idea of business actually um, was connected to what I was looking at doing. So I went off and I became a scientist. I did science at oh, university. Wow. And then actually having done that, I then realized I didn't want to be a scientist. <laughs> And so I actually went into um, a, a a program, uh, they used to call it the milk board, milk round, I should say, and um, <laughs> actually applying for jobs from university. And I decided I need to get some commercial experience. And that's what took me into business. But even then, that isn't what I was doing um, at that stage. So uh, there's a long journey between that and what I'm doing now. So yeah. but I love what I'm doing now. And I've loved every experience I've had. Because I think that's what's the wonderful thing is we become um, really a celebration of all the things that we've experienced. And that's what makes our perspectives unique, isn't it, in terms of Mm. the things that when we look at business or we look at opportunities or we're dealing with anything in life, our family and friendships, we're an amalgamation of all the experiences that went before us. I love that. That's such a such a beautiful way to phrase that. So um, what do you call yourself entrepreneur now? I guess I am, but I don't call myself an entrepreneur. I just call myself me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't like. I don't particularly go for titles. Okay, um, fair enough. Know, and so, um, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like people say, "Well, are you a consultant?" No, I hate that word. <laughs> <laughs> am I a coach? No, I'm not a coach either. Yeah, I just. I, I guess I'm an enabler. Uh, nice. I, I research I like and I enable. Nice. And hopefully, amongst it, I inspire. Uh, you know, people around me and inspire myself. That's important to do yeah. too. Yeah, gosh, that's uh, that's interesting. But I guess it the question comes from the fact that I know that a lot of people like to put other people in certain drawers and just say, okay, so this is an entrepreneur. Okay, this is a <laughs> this is a researcher, scientist, doctor. You know, we like to do that. It's kind of organizing people around us in certain categories, right? <laughs> 
Absolutely. So I wouldn't have ever anticipated anybody in, would actually call me an entrepreneur. I wouldn't have had that, you know, for me, that has conjures up a certain mindset. Yes. But I do think I've got entrepreneurial tendencies. Okay. Um, so, you know, entrepreneurs are, for me, are, are creating something, you know, um, in terms of a, in terms of a business, yes. as going back to my comment of being an enabler, um, I'm, I like to be your best secret weapon in your back nice. pocket. I like so that. a lot of people don't actually know who I work with in terms of I don't. I often will sign a non-disclosure with a company yeah. to not say that I'm working with them for confidentiality reasons. Yes. And so I'm enabling them, and it could be their marketing people or it could be their their HR people. Yes. Um, to actually, you know, just become more conversant and more yes. confident in what they're doing. So that's why I like to think of myself as an enabler. But I do have entrepreneurial tendencies, particularly that one, which is we've always got a bright, shiny object syndrome. <laughs> and we have lots of things that we pay attention to. Yes. And we're always looking, I think entrepreneurs also like to, to change and innovate. And I mm. certainly would have huge tendencies for that too. Yes, yes, we do like to pivot in all sorts of different ways. But I guess it's part of the journey. And it, you know, one thing le leads to the next, to the the next to the next and sometimes looking back you just look at where you started and it's where you are now and it's like oh wow I would have never anticipated to get where I am today so it's it's definitely part of fun um now you've mentioned that you are working uh, I guess you are working for yourself you've got your own business right absolutely yeah so for 11 years that's right since 2005 so what happened what was that turning point that you you went from being a science uh, science being in science uh, to being in your own business okay oh, well that's a very long journey <laughs> well, I'll try to actually go through it pretty quickly um, so I after university I went into general management. So I was for a number of years in a, a large organization and I had great experience in terms mm. of working in different parts of that business from operations through to distribution through to it was a big retailer as well. And after that then, because I was footless and fancy free, mm -hmm. I actually was looking for other opportunities in terms of progressing. The organization I was with at the time, um, it was a very large organization and it was, but it was family owned and a lot of people actually stayed in in senior roles um basically until they retired and i didn't want to do that for the next 40 years so i then looked for other opportunities yes. and i was very fortunate i joined a company that was known at the time called grand metropolitan it was really a conglomerate of businesses and through that that gave me a lot of international experience mm. and grand met then actually merged with Guinness PLC okay, and they created the company that you would know of as Diageo, mm. which is, you know, the leading alcoholic beverage company in the world. And through being with Grand Met and also subsequently Diageo, I was very fortunate to be able to have some wonderful experiences. I traveled the globe at their expense. So I nice. started off in Europe. I moved over to Asia. I was in Asia Pacific for quite some time. I then moved to North America. And then in 2000, I returned to Europe and um, was in Ireland. 
Most of that time was through roles around, I was senior vice president of human resources. I had responsibility for internal communications and strategy. So very different from what I'm doing today. Although there's a lot of principles that I can bring into my work that I do today as well. Oh, wow. And, And so what happened was that in 2005, There'd been some significant shifts in the market. I was based in Ireland. And actually, for some time, I'd always had this idea of, I wonder if I could go out and be on my, you know, in my own business. Mm. And my real interest at that time, and still is, is about how do you get everybody connected and inspired around um, the, you know, your vision for your yes. organization and your values of your organization. So one of the businesses we used to own many, many, many years ago in Gramet was Burger King, would you believe? Oh, and Burger wow. King is a franchise operation but they had a great ceo at the time and i'm not always good for remembering names but i'll never remember i'll never forget this guy uh, his name is barry and every single week this is in the days before technology that we have it, uh, now but um every single week he would look to connect to all people across the world and you know we didn't have the internet as it is we didn't have social media back then And so he used to do a voicemail message and he used to do a voicemail message that everybody could dial into no matter where they were in terms of saying, this is how the business is doing. This is how the business is growing. These are some of the challenges. This is what's going Mm. on in terms of competition. Here's some notable things to celebrate. And he was really inspirational. And he had a view of doesn't matter what role you had in Burger King didn't matter if you were, you know, cooking the fries or actually, you know, you know in the head office taking phone calls on reception. Um, he wanted to make sure that you understood how you were connected. Mm. So my real interest at the time was about employee engagement, employee communications and the employer brand. Mm. And I'd explored about how, how could I do that. But it wasn't until I actually watched, I actually was at an event, in fact, in London, and it was just one of those, you talk about mindset and motivation mm. and so on. And I was at, watching this, and in, of all the things that they could show was an ad that I actually had signed off on. <laughs> it was on the board of Guinness in Ireland at the time. And there was a really iconic ad. You may or may not remember it if you were watching TV in, uh, you know, in early 2000s. And it was a hurling ad. So it was Guinness hurling, so very connected to Ireland. Yes. And right at the end of the ad, it was all about kind of, you know, basically um, the performance and the hurler's performance. But at the end, there was just one word, and the one word was believe. Mm. And that ad, I, you know, just ironically, I don't know why it was I was at that particular event, but I happened to be at that event, and that ad played, and it's like, you know what? I need to believe in myself. I need to believe that I can do this. So rather than actually sitting on the pot and every couple of years, every 18 months saying, oh, you know, lovely new opportunity with in terms of the, yeah. uh, the roles I was in, because most roles I had in my time with Diageo, I don't, was in them probably two years max, and then I was moving on to something else. Mm. So I was very fortunate to have wonderful opportunities. But I never actually had said, okay, I need to believe in myself and actually say, can I make it? And I had a really supportive husband and he said, okay, let's do it. So there's some other factors that happened yes. as well. Um, but I actually was, was looking at what next. 
I'd been around the globe with them. I didn't want to go back to the, mm. to the UK. Um, I had three little girls who just uh, recently been born. And so it's like, what do I want to do next? And that's how I made that decision in terms of setting up my own business. Nice. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So believe there you go. A message from the universe, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> yeah. I, ironically, an ad that I'd signed off. Yeah. The marketing teams out there, the head of marketing, the agencies come in. But as mm. an executive team, we have to sign off in it. And there, there was that ad being played back to me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the universe has some strange ways sometimes and, you know, takes us through different routes and places. And then, yeah. So, very, very interesting. So you've mentioned um, uh, somewhere along along the way, uh, you've mentioned a job that you know you could have been there for forty years and uh, you know got a happily retirement. Um, and I've noted it down just just as you were saying. I wanted to ask, what is your um, opinion about the concept of retirement? I don't think I'll ever retire. <laughs> um, yeah, the idea of actually. I don't know what what is retirement today. Mm. I think retirement is very different, and I see people being energized in terms of the things that they do. Mm. Um, I actually was listening to a radio show a little while back, and there was this lady who was talking about the history of nursing, and that's what connected mm. me to it because of my mum's and my dad's background. And I was listening to this lady, and I, I think she was in her, I don't know, 70s or 80s, and she was obviously still helping out in the the trust or the mm. the healthcare providers that the you know it actually was from the BBC I think so she was in that must have been in the UK mm-hmm. and I just thought that was amazing that she was still able to find a purpose and they were talking about you know what her role had been like as a nurse and yes. and all the generations that she'd seen and how things had changed and I just thought that was amazing that there was obviously a way that she could continue to do what she was really excited mm. and inspired to do and to support people. Now, I'm sure she's not there, um, you know, I'm guessing, giving <laughs> out prescriptions <laughs> and so on, but she's finding a way and the organization around her has found a way. And I think, um, isn't that wonderful? Mm. And we've seen over the years that people have been invited back because people value experience. Uh, yes, at the other end, people want to stop work when they're 30 mm. and, and and live a, a nomadic existence and, you know, do whatever they want. So I think today the, the you know, the rules that we saw of the past of you must retire when you're this age, I think finding meaning, whatever that means for any of us. Yes. So for me, it's like I love I love what I do because I'm constantly learning and that keeps me really interested and the people that I meet, that's that really inspires me. But I think if I found that that wasn't making me inspired, mm. it wasn't giving me energy and it was taking away emotional energy from yeah. me, then I would need to change direction or change what I'm doing or change how I spend my day. Yes, Oh, I like it. Yeah, I like that. And I do. I am a firm believer that uh, retirement as it was designed years and years and years and years and years ago um, it has no place. Really. It's kind of out of place in today's world uh, because people start doing what they love to do. And as for yourself, the concept of retirement is kind of like, well, but but why would I retire? I love what I'm doing. It, as you say, it energizes me. So why why to give it up? <laughs> so yeah. So but anyway, um, how do you define your success? I mean, you do a lot of different things. Um, so what is success for you? 
So success for me um, from a business perspective is if I've run um, a workshop or I've done some work with a client, then actually that they feel empowered to be able to go on. For me, I it's, it's as much around how do I leave behind a skill set and, and actually how do I support their mindset mm. in terms of being enabled to go on and do it themselves. I'm a firm believer of building capability. Mm. So I'm absolutely there's a time and a place that you might bring in external resources to help you. For example, in the world of digital marketing, don't get me wrong, you absolutely mm. need to have agencies and other people to support you. But I would also, I guess, because of my background in HR, I, I firmly believe in building capability. And so success for me is when I actually see somebody actually pick up the skills that we've covered and they've actually then can go ahead and use them and it actually helps them in what they're doing. And that really, mm-hmm. really, really thrills me. Um, I've worked with so many different organizations over the years. And I think for any of us who are in the kind of field that I'm in, you know, you'll, you know, the people who actually just get up and they'll mm-hmm. run and that is wonderful. And you'll see those who don't actually experiment and try. If I give you a little kind of, I don't know, I shouldn't probably say this. <laughs> Shh, nobody's listening, are they? Um, I, I, you mentioned before about I do this program for the certificate of um, certificate in social media communications for an organization in Ireland. And I'm working with PR professionals, communication professionals. They could be in-house. They could be in an agency as well. And one of the things we do along the way is I give them little assignments to do. And it's not marked in terms of those assignments. I'm just trying to help them. For me, it's about in the field I'm in, it's no good just learning the theory. You've got to get your hands dirty. You've got to practice. You've got to actually apply things. And that's what I do every day. I'm trying to learn things every day in terms of being more effective, better, a better workflow. Then I can show that to other people. But when I when I actually give, let's say, a little assignment, so for example, it might be around visual content marketing, yeah. and I've gone through some tools and some apps that you can use, and I give them an assignment, for example, um, when you come back next time, I want you to have created a story. So you've storyboarded out and create the story, and it could be an image, it could be a video, um, it could be an animated GIF. I just love it when people, even if they're just – don't get you get kind kind of get there in terms of it's not as perfect as they'd like mm. by their assessment or by anybody's assessment, but I obviously look at their assessment first. The fact that they've tried and they've done something, mm. and I have to say my heart sinks a little bit when somebody hasn't tried. Mm. So I just it, I really for success for me in that case would be gosh at least they tried they experimented yeah. and they found out what works chances are they will still work with their agencies but now they're better informed to be able to do something so that's what success looks like for me in terms of i've left somebody with some skills that they can actually use and learn from going forward oh i love that well thank you for sharing that uh, krishna um in fact thank you for sharing all of um all of your story and uh some some very inspirational pieces there now if anyone would like to reach out to you directly uh, connect with you what would be the best place to do that 
the, probably the best place is to go to krishna.me. From there, you'll find links to my social networks. And most of my social networks have got the availability for you to direct message me. Um, for example, I know lots of people like to use Twitter, so my DMs are open there. Of course, you can message me on many other platforms too. But that's probably the best place to find out a little bit more. And of course, go to the contact page. You'll find all my contact details and including a conversation piece where you, if you want to, mm. we can get onto a Skype conversation or a, a phone conversation and let's talk about um, perhaps questions that's, that have been brought up mm. for you in terms of thinking about what we've explored today. Oh, well, it's a very good domain, by the way, krishna.me. That's, that's quite nifty to get that. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, well, that's been there for quite a, quite a long time now. Yeah. And I was very fortunate to get it. I have to say, I can't even get krishna.de. Well, I was going to ask. <laughs> no. Well, you see, because whoever is managing that site is in Germany. Yes. It's for the Hindu God. And I'm not a Hindu God. Oh. <laughs> and I'm not male. <laughs> So, actually, just one question, which um, just popped in as, as as you were mentioning your the name. What was the story behind your name? Ah, interesting. Yeah. So many people will say that's a really unusual name. Well, yeah. in certain parts of the world, it isn't. Yes. Both of my parent, my grandparents on my father's side were called Krishna. Oh. So I have two Christian names. I'm not going to tell you what the other one is. Um, not here on this podcast. You can <laughs> guess and maybe tweet me and say, "Is it this?" <laughs> uh, and uh, but anyway, so there's a whole story about my name. In fact, even how many letters are in my name oh, wow. and all sorts of things. Anyway, but at the end of the day, I. I'm actually called day to day, and it's always been the case. Krishna is my second Christian name, oh. and it's because I'm named after it because growth of my grandparents on my dad's side were called Krishna. And my first name, my first Christian name, with the one I'm not going to tell you today, I'm going to leave you guessing on that, <laughs> um, that I'm named then after one of my grandparents, or it's a, it's an, um, it, it's formed from the name of one of my grandparents on my mother's side. I like that. There you go. Well, thank you very much for sharing that, Krishna. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Delighted to be here. Thank you so much for all the work that you do. I really like to hear the people's stories and it adds to my day when I actually listen to that streaming in the background. The biggest and best new media Europe yet will take place in London, England. 18th to 19th of June 2016. Book your place now at newmediaeurope.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.